Good morning and welcome to another segment of our devotional. I hope that you are doing well today and that you are ready to get into the word of God. So, how do you respond to circumstances beyond your control? That's a powerful question, isn't it? How do you respond to circumstances beyond your control? Now, the scripture reading for this morning is taken from Habakkuk 3, verses 17 to 18, and it says, Though the fig tree just does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. That is wonderful, isn't it? That is wonderful. Hi friend, my name is Brittany Moses, faith and mental health advocate based out of Los Angeles, California, and so honored to share today's verse of the day with you. Today, we're coming out of Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 through 18, which reads, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no fruit, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Have you ever felt like the circumstances surrounding you feel so big and so debilitating that you're having a hard time finding a reason to hope? Maybe you're in this place right now. And if so, I think you'd actually relate to Habakkuk well here. See, this passage is based out of a prayer where in this historic moment, Habakkuk is pleading with God to act, to rescue the Israelites from the evil and oppression of Babylon as God had delivered the Israelites in the past before. His surroundings were dark and dire and overwhelming. Nothing was working out. And in the midst of a chaotic time, he still validated the harsh reality of his situation. And yet he made a decision to live by faith and to praise God along the way. Now, I know that's easier said than done, especially if you're in the middle of a painful situation or disappointment or what feels like an ongoing battle. Sometimes faith doesn't feel like the natural response. Some days faith will have to be a choice. Many times having faith means letting go of every fear, doubt, and uncertainty to understand one thing. God is faithful and he cares for you. And most of all, he's not finished with you. Even as believers, we'll have good days and we'll have seemingly impossible days, but we'll never have a single day without God. His presence isn't just a feeling, it's a promise. So how do we choose to have faith and get to a place of praise when reality seems to be giving us every reason to doubt? I know what, I want to encourage you with these next steps today. Number one, reflect on how God has delivered you and carried you through what seemed impossible in the past. Like Habakkuk, remember his faithfulness because the same grace that got you this far is carrying you forward. 
Number two, surround yourself with people who will speak truth and life into your situation. Mourn the disappointments. Your feelings are valid. And then don't be afraid to ask for the help and resources you may need because you are worthy of love and support. Number three, continue to meditate on God's word and refresh yourself in his truth and surrender your worries to him in prayer every day, every hour if you have to. Because when you're walking with God, you're never walking alone. Amen? Take care of yourself today, my friend. When you're walking with God, you're never truly walking alone. You're never walking alone. Oh my gosh. That is wonderful. We have to have faith we have to have faith and that is just how this works you have to have faith that God will see you through because the truth is we are going through this situation right now and it feels endless it feels like it just keeps going on and it keeps going on but remember Back then, you were in other problems and God delivered you from those situations. So why wouldn't he do that now? Right? I normally equate this um, type of feeling to a, a, a simple, you know, when you're passing, um your dresser or something and you stub your toe on the dresser and it pains this pain you know will probably have you rolling on the ground that is how painful it is but in five minutes or so the pain is gone because things come and things go You just have to keep the faith and know that God is going to deliver you from the troubles of this world, right? It's never here to stay, but you have to have faith in God that he will deliver you from whatever problem you are having. So you have to remember where he has taken you from. That was her step one. And step two, surround your peep yourself with loving people. Surround yourselves with loving friends so that when you feel like giving up, they can say to you, no, remember this, you must have faith and wait upon the Lord. These are the type of people that you need to surround yourself with because they are supposed to encourage you. But if they do not lift you up, You will always be stuck where you are and never improving, never growing. Someone has to be there to encourage you to never give up, to stand firm, to hold on. Because there will be a better tomorrow. And her step three was to continue to grow in God's love, continue to read God's messages continue to pray to the Lord right because he will direct you let us reflect it says how can you apply this verse in your life today instead of looking at any circumstances you will look to God's faithfulness that is reflection one instead of looking at your circumstances you will look at God's faithfulness 
Number two, you will reflect on some of the ways God has provided for you. Number three, you will choose to give thanks even when faced with hard times. I think this is the best one because that is the, that is the problem. We always grumble when we go through the hard times. So what we need to do is to always give thanks. Even when we're faced with hard times, it's not easy. Trust me, it's not easy. But it's something that we must do. So marked by joy, that is our devotional reading for this morning. It says, So sure was the prophet Habakkuk about the merciful intentions of God that the book ends ends not with the prophet crying his eyes out as he was doing at the beginning of the book, but with him singing joyful praise to God, and he is not alone. But go back as far as you can in pre-recorded history, back to the dawn of the universe, and there you'll find joy. The creation is characterized by celebration. Turning to the time of the New Testament, Christ is characterized by joy. In the parable of the lost son, heaven in the present is characterized by joy, feasting, music, and dancing. Finally, looking towards the future, John shows us a picture of heaven. It will be a feast where the people shout, let us celebrate, let us rejoice, let us give him the glory. The story of faith begins and ends in joy. And in between, there is joy. Joy permitted Paul's life, even in the place you would have least expected it, in prison. For more than 20 centuries, Christians have been exhibiting joy. There have been sad, even morose Christians to be sure, but the ones who inspired us have been marked by joy. In fact, when the Roman Catholic Church looked for reasons to canonize a Christian as a saint, one of the standard qualifications was the evidence of hilaritas, a Latin word that means cheerfulness, good humor, joyousness, merriment, hilarity. In other words, they had to be joyful people, capable of laughing, praising, and celebrating, which is one thing that rankled the Pharisees about Jesus. Jesus was certainly a man of sorrows. Be able to enter into real grief. Jesus was certainly a man of sorrows, able to enter into real grief, but he was also a man of joy. Paul, Jesus, Habakkuk, anyone who gets in touch with God gets in touch with joy. All true joy is derivative. It doesn't originate from the world. It doesn't originate from us. It originates from him. And when we get close to him, it rubs off. How much evidence of joy is in your life? Are you joyful, capable of laughing, praising, and celebrating all that God has done for you? That was a good question. That 
was the end of our devotional. Are you joyful, capable of laughing, praising, and celebrating all that God has done for you? You need to ask yourself that question. I hope that today's devotional has marked, has sparked some uh, thoughts in your mind to ask yourself, are you exhibiting joy? If you're not, is there something that needs to be fixed? That is your question. So let me pray for you. God, when I face situations beyond my control, help me to choose joy and hope. Fill me with a sense of your presence that is greater than any of my present difficulties. No matter what I go through, I will rejoice because you are my savior and my strength comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to thank you very much for listening to today's devotional. I hope that you have been blessed. I hope that you have learned something from today's devotional. And I hope that you, my dear friend who is listening, will have a peaceful, pleasant and a productive day. Goodbye.